Oh, there's, one, right there's something right behind her. Oh, okay. All these young people. Thank God. Amen. We're just uh, so sorry earlier. That's usually we give uh, welcome to our visitors, but we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you today. So glad that you are in this place. And want you to know that we've prayed in the morning pre-service prayer that God knows you better than anybody and he knows what you need. And so we pray that God will bless you in all your needs and all your prayers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you here this morning. Amen. So right Amen. now we're getting ready to just go into the word of God. And guys, let's prepare our hearts for the word of God to be rich and deep and go into some good soil. Good right soil. now, I pray right now, wherever the soil is hard, mm -hmm. that God would come and he would moisturize that soil so that the word can go in and it can take root, yes. spring up. And give us something to walk out where we will have victory. Thank God for the man of God. Amen. Amen. Well, she prayed. Y'all can be seated. Get ready for the word. But before I get into the word, I'm going to call our dear brother Alonzo. Amen. Come on up here. Okay. Amen. And we want to go ahead and dismiss our children as well. While, while Alonzo's, while he's coming. Amen. To see Mike in the house this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That microphone. My brother got a testimony he wanted to share with us this morning. There we go. Good morning, church. Good morning. First of all, I want to thank God who's the head of my life. All right. And I had a real bad experience. I think I heard God talking to me. I don't know if it was my dream or not. I came over and asked him, God, forgive me for my sin. God, help me. And he asked me, I think I heard him ask me, but did it, do you not believe? You asked me just already. And I've heard you. So I immediately put it in God's hands. And he went to the doctor and got my lungs straight back down the way I could breathe. Amen. I could not breathe. My lungs had folded up and the air could go in and out. Mm -hmm. But thank God I know there is a God that I love. Come on, come on now, come on. I want to thank Pastor David, Pastor Linda. And the guns grace is here. And I love you. And I'm not a good speaker, but I am a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> we need those two. <laughs> and thank you guys for praying for me. Oh, absolutely. And got me where I need to be at the present. But I know God is still working with me. All right. And he's going to help me. Amen. I believe. I am a believer. Come on now. Thank you. Come on. Amen. We love you, Lonzo. God bless you, man. Amen. Amen. Lord, we'll speak to you. Amen. Amen. So I thank God. Amen. Greetings to everybody. Aren't you glad that the Lord allowed you to wake up this morning? Yes, you know, I, I, I say that because sometimes we, we forget to thank him for the simple things. 
the little things of life. Amen. You know, I swing my feet are off the bed. I always say, thank you, Jesus. Because he didn't have to let me wake up. Amen. Somewhere somebody went to bed last night. It didn't wake up this morning. But the Lord makes a way. So I think it's important that we, you know, take time to continue to thank him for the small things. Because if we don't thank him for the small things and we begin to take those small things for granted, then we'll start taking bigger things for granted. Amen. And we'll get to the point to where, you know, we go from taking it, just taking it for granted to expecting it. And we go from expectation, I mean, to, you know, just expecting it to don't even appreciate it anymore. Amen. And then we move from there to feeling like, well, it's supposed to happen. I'm entitled to it to happen. See, so it just helps us to stay humble and Stay focused and thank him for the small things. Because you know what? What we all deserve is what? You know, worse than what we got now, right? You know, until Christ came, we all deserve the devil's hell. But God said, I can make a way for them. Amen. So he, he did that. Amen. So let's not forget, amen, the small things, amen, of life every day. Is a, is a gift from God. I, you know, I'll, I'll go so far as to say every breath. Because we just heard our brother's testimony. Amen. Every breath is a gift from God. It's up to us what we do with it. Amen. You know, it just reminds me of how, how Dad Blackburn used to say, even the atheists take the breath God gave them to deny his existence. Just don't make no sense, right? Amen. But I want to ask you all a question this morning. Amen. Do we have any athletes in the house? Athletes. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about folk who just go to the gym, you know, to work on their fitness. Or, or those who go play ball for fun or to get their workout. I mean, I, I'm talking about athletes. Amen. <laughs> I think I said it in the present tense, right? <laughs> Amen. See, and, and I'm just thinking about this, you know, because, you know, I'm talking about those who are preparing to perform or to compete, you know, in a contest, to be a contestant in a, a sport. You know, any real kind athletes in the house. Because, you know, those who are athletic, I mean, they got to have a whole different mindset. Amen. Uh, the, the athlete, amen. They put in long hours, amen, and, and not just hours, but days, months, sometimes years, you know, to prepare just to make it to, to, to qualify, to make it to one event, to run in one race, or to participate in one contest, all with the mindset that they want to win. Amen. They want to they wanna be the one at the top. Amen. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is everybody is striving for what? First place. But there's only one first place. Right? But even knowing that and knowing that, you know, you got, I mean, think about the Olympics. You got athletes coming from all over the world. Amen. And some of them been practicing since the last one, four years ago. Amen. To get back to this one, knowing that there's only one gold medal for that event. 
But yet they'll put in hours and years, months and years of preparation and practice, and not to, not to mention the, the cost, the millions of dollars, amen, that's spent globally just to, for coaches and trainers and, you know, facilities and equipment and all these things, amen, just to get to one event. And if you would ask any of them, it's worth it all, right? Because they have a goal set in their mind, amen, and they, they decided that not one athlete in any event ever goes into that event saying to him himself or herself that I just want second place. Second place is not remembered very long. Amen. When you think back over, you know, events, amen, and, and, and who won. and It's always the winner that gets the accolades, that goes down in the record book, that gets the, the, the endorsements and the sponsors and all. It's the, it's, the, it's the winner, amen, that gets all the recognition. Amen. You know, you don't see too many second and third place people going into the Hall of Fame. Right? You know, whether it's football, track and field, golf, I mean, it, it don't matter, bowling, basketball, baseball, track. Everybody wants first place, right? And, and it doesn't just stop there. You know, I, I think about it, you know, because, you know, this, this kind of mindset doesn't just stop in sports. You know, we, we see, you know, that that that, that competition, because competition can be fierce, amen, and, and it, could, it could, you know, change, people change the way they eat, you know, they, they, they change their sleeping habits, who they hang with, you know, I mean, they're very careful about everything concerning their body, how they take care of their body, what they put in their body, you know, make sure it gets enough rest, and, you know, I think about couple of my grandsons who play football and track and do it and, and you know in in their prime as they were going through this thing I, I look at both of them they both stopped drinking soda I drink me some soda <laughs> amen sweet <laughs> but to this day neither one of them will touch a soda it's a change it's a shift you know, when you when your purpose and you understand what you're striving for and you're going after and you know that in order to get to where you want to be, you have to put forth your very best effort. And you're willing to make sacrifices in order to get there, in order to make it happen. You know, say, oh, well, I'm just going to do what I want to do and I'm going to show up on game day. You know, I'm, I'm going to go to this weightlifting event and I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to show up. Mm, it don't work that way. Amen. But we change, amen. We, we think about these things. But like I say, it even moves, you know, from sports into life. We see it on our jobs competing. And, and, and you know, and who wants to be at the top? Who wants to get the promotion? Who wants to get this? Or in our schools and on our college campuses, amen, there's always competition, amen, for this uh, accolade or, or, or this, you know, it's just so many things that's constantly you know, we, we strive for in the natural, amen, even down to the church. Who's going to be the one? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Amen. And it's all for the glory of winning. I think about football, amen. You know, the, the thing that gets me is they do all this stuff and 
when the season's over if they got to start all over again. Once the Olympics are over, they start all over again. The prize is up for grabs again. And, and even the champion, amen, I look at football, amen, when the season starts, you just want to win the, ne the next game. And you just want to be a winner going through the season because the winners don't make it to the playoffs. Only winners get to the playoffs. But then when you get to the playoffs, only the best of the winners get to the Super Bowl. So you go from a winner, amen, to being, you know, the best of the winners. And then now the best of the winners gets where? To the Super Bowl itself because they want to be what? They don't want to just be a winner or the best of the winners. They want to be the champions. We got any champions in the house? Anybody that wants to be a, a champion? Uh, anyone that want, want to champion the cause of Christ? Amen. Because when I think about it, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, even as Christians, you know, we look at these scenarios, but we are continually in a competition. And I know the scripture tells us they that compare themselves amongst themselves are not wise, but everybody don't have that wisdom yet. Right. You know, so we, we look at the competition that goes on. And, and not only are we competing, you know, in the house. We find ourselves competing out there in the world. Amen. And, and, I, and as we, we strive to do what's right and stand on what's right and, and be right, amen, there's always these, these competing things that are, are calling our name or pulling us or trying to get us off track because the enemy's competing for your soul as well. You know, we have got to stay on our what? Stay on guard. Stay on guard, I hear. Amen. But you know what? I, I look at sports, and every sports, every athlete wants to be at the top of what? Y'all know that I hear y'all whispering it. Amen. They want to be at the top of their game, right? So if I was to drop a question in your spirit right now <laughs> that you don't have to answer out loud, Come on now. are you at the top of your game spiritually? And if you know you're not, then why not? Because it'd be different if I didn't know. But because I know, without excuse. Because if I know I'm not, I must know where I'm not. So I got to ask myself why I'm not working on where I'm not at the top of my game. Or do I really care? Do I want to be a winner at the finishing line? Do I want to be a, a champion for Christ? In, in this life, or am I content with being the water boy? Am I content with being the caddy? Well, one thing about caddies, caddies got to know the game. Caddies, you know, I, I've been told that, because I'm not a golfer, but I've been told that the caddy got to know the course. He got golfers. I, I know Reverend Paul over there is a, is a golfer. Amen. And, and the caddy got to be able to give advice. Now, hear what I'm saying? The caddy got to know the course well enough to give the player advice on what to do. So he got to know the course better 
than the player. And the caddy get paid to take care of the player. But he ain't even competing. I'm like, wow, maybe I should have just been a caddy. But anyway, I'm thinking about this because we got Christians that make good caddies. They can tell everybody else what they can do and how to do it and what they should do, but they ain't swinging the club themselves. Help us, Lord. I don't want to just be a spiritual caddy because the caddy is not going to get the crown. He's not going to get the green jacket. Right? Or the gold jacket, whatever one you play. But you got to make up in your mind where you want to be in this spiritual race, in this place that, that, that the Lord is, is calling us to because truly it's up to you and up to me how much we're willing to put into it. Because you can find your place at a lesser place and coast along and, or, or you can change the way you eat, change the things that you do, change what you put in your spirit. Huh? You know, in order to be able to be a champion for Christ. You got to make up in your mind. So, uh, you know, I, I know we, we, oh, we in the race because you in the house. Right? But the topic I want to talk to us this morning about is finishing well. A lot of people start the race, but everybody don't finish the race. And some that feel like they're finishing don't finish well. You know, so I, I want us to think about this. You know, we, we got to have our mind made up, amen, that we are willing to commit our lives in, and devote a lot of energy, amen, and, and, and work. Yeah, it takes work. You know, you, ain't no one going to skip to my loo into God's kingdom. Amen. You, you got to be able to put in the work all the way to the end, you know, because there's always opposition that comes against us. You know, and I, I think about how, how Paul said, I press toward the mark. And, and there ain't no pressing unless there's resistance. But I press toward the mark of the prize, of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. See, you, you, you got to know that because you choose to go this direction, that things are going to come against you. Don't think everybody's going to pat you on the back. You got saved? Go ahead, girl. No, uh-uh. They're like, okay, here we go. You know, but you got to understand, amen, that this takes work. You know, because we can put in all the energy. We could go through all the motions and all these things over the years, you know, doing this and doing that, but really not putting in our heart to it. Amen. And, and, and all that work over the years, all those things that we've done becomes futile. It, 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 it adds up to nothing, amen, if your heart really ain't in it. Amen. And, and you might see the finish line. You know, I, I, I see in my mind, you know, some of, the, some of the races that we've seen where an athlete that had put in all this work coming down that home stretch, you know, Pulls a hamstring. And they, 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 I mean, they might have been leading the race, but something happened. 
But the part I love is that a real athlete, though they may be in pain, though it may hurt, and though they might need a little help, they still have a determination to get to that finish line. And we've seen them hop, crawl, have folk come out to stand to help carry them, but they have their mind made up that they're going to get to the finish line. You know, regardless of all the, the pain, all the things, because they know what it took to get where they are. And they say, if I can just, and, and the thing is, you know, I think about the, you know, how that when we see it happening, the race is over. Everybody is off the field, but this, this one is still pressing and, and, and struggling to get there. And when they get there, what does the crowd do? They give them a better ovation than they gave the original, the real winner. Because they applaud the effort. You know, and it makes me think about the passage that lets us know that we have so great a cloud of witnesses that's looking at us and watching us, amen, and that, that they, they, they want to cheer us on. Amen. If we just continue to put in the work, put in the effort, don't give it. Yeah, some things hurt. Yeah, things are going to come against you. Yeah, you might lose this or that. They might turn their back on you. But yet, you got your mind made up that if don't nobody else want to get to the finish line, I'm going to get to the finish line. And I'm going to finish well. And notice, finishing well really don't have nothing to do with finishing first. Amen. You know, and we got to understand that because I look at how the Apostle Paul, amen, as he's speaking to the Corinthians, he, he describes it in 1 Corinthians like this. Amen. In the ninth chapter, he said, Know ye not that they which race, in, I mean, run in a race, run all, but one receives the prize. So run that ye may obtain. What did he say? See, there's only one first. But he's still saying, run that you might attain. Amen. And every man that striveth for masteries is tempted in all things. Amen. And, and, and I just want to pause there for a minute because when you are trying to do what's right, when you are trying to do what's good, when you are trying to stand on the word of God, amen, and, and keep your focus on him, amen, yes, you are going to be tempted. Amen. When you, you start, you, you're going to be tried on every hand, but that's all right. He say, but look what he says, amen. He says, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Talking about in the natural, he said, but we, an incorruptible. Amen. See, we, 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 we striving for a crown that's not going to perish, that's not going to fade away. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, you know, not shadow boxing. No, I know what I'm dealing with. Amen? But I keep my body. Now, this is the part I want to get. I keep my body. I keep under my body. And bring it into subjection. Lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. He said, I, I, I keep under. What he said, what he's really saying is I keep this body under control. You know, I, I take authority over this body. 
Amen. Because if, if I let this body have its way, if I let this body do what it want to do, amen, I could preach to others. But because I didn't have control over this, I find myself a castaway. Then you see, I, 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 I preached in your name. I, I, I cast out devils in your name. I healed the sick in your name. He said, depart from me. Depart from me. See, it was his name that did the power. Amen. But your life was something else. Amen. And I know nobody in here wants to be a castaway. Amen. And that's why I want to encourage us that we can finish well. We have, we have the capacity. Amen. And, and I'm saying that because we have help that can help us to finish well. I, I, I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you've been through. Amen. I don't care what they're saying about you. You can still finish well. Amen. Because it's not up to the them. But it's up to you. It's up to me how I finish. Let's look at Philippians 3. Amen. And he, as he's talking to the church of Philippi. Amen. In 11th verse, he said, if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead. Now, now, now Paul is, is, is in, a, in a place he, he's, he knows his time is coming, amen, that, that he's going to be offered up. But he said, if I by any means might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I have already attained. Now, I, like, I really like this passage. He said, either we're already perfect. And now, now he, he's establishing churches, but he understands that it's not me. You know, he says, are already perfect, but I follow after if I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Now, see, we, we, all, we all know what it means to be apprehended, right? right sir. Anybody want to be apprehended by the police? <laughs> no, we, we understand that. So we know they, I mean, in other words, they, 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 take control over you. Amen. And, and they take authority over you. And this is what he's talking about. He said, you know, not that I've already apprehended, but he said, I want to be able to get a hold of this thing Hallelujah. that has got me. I, I want to be able to understand this thing that has gripped my heart. Amen. I, he said, I am, I am apprehended of Christ, but I want to be able to lay hold of this thing in such a way that ain't neither one of us letting go. Hallelujah. Ain't neither one of us releasing it. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. <laughs> Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Let me say that again. Forgetting those things which are behind. And, and he's what? He's reaching for what's before him. Amen. And I, I look at this, amen, and I'm like, wow. I, when, you, when, when you're on a track and you run in track, how many coaches advise the, the runner to look behind him? Mm. Right? Because if you're looking behind you, first of all, you're throwing your momentum off. Amen. Second, you're throwing your balance off. You, you're breaking your, your rhythm and your stride when you're trying to look behind you. Amen. And, and while you're looking behind you, you may stumble, trip, and fall. 
And see, and, I, and I've seen it, amen, and I know I'm not the only one in the room, amen, when I, I've seen people in Christ, amen, but they're so busy looking behind them, they stumble, they trip, they tripping over what they used to do and what they used, but, and then they fall. But I say, if you do fall, huh, you can still get up. I say, if you do fall, Amen. The scripture tells us the good falls seven times. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go after all seven. Right? That's, that's not what I'm saying. Amen. But the, 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 the principle is this, amen, that if you fall, you can get back up. You can get back on track. Because remember, in this race, it's not about who gets there first. It's about who finishes what. Amen. So if you find yourself stumbling, catch yourself before you wreck yourself. Get your eyes back on the prize. Amen. Get your eyes on the finishing line because there's everything out there trying to mess you up, creature. They're trying to get us off track and, and we got to make up in our mind. No, uh -uh. I know where my focus is. Amen. And I'm going to keep my focus because they might be creeping up behind me. That's all right. I'm going to keep on running. I mean, they, they might pass me up, but that's all right. I still know where the finish line is. I mean, they might say I lost, but no, if I finish well, I win. Oh, help me preach. You know, but, but we, we, but we got to make up in our mind, amen, that you know what? We're going to continue to do what God has called us to do. He said, forgetting those things, you know, I, I, I reach forth unto those things which are before. I pray. See, see, we, we got to make up in our mind. I'm pressing toward that call. He's called a place. He's called. This stuff here that's trying to, you know, the shiny object squirrel. You know, we, we, you know that's, that's how we, that's how we, 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 get, we get off track. But keep your focus. The squirrel gonna die. The silver gonna tarnish. Amen. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep running your race, amen. Because we want to finish well. Tell somebody next to you, you need to finish well. Because I want to hang with you in eternity. Huh? You, you, you need to make up in your mind. Huh? He said in the 15th verse, he said, let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. Huh? In other words, if, you, if you're going to be, let your mind be set on finishing and finishing well. He said, if anything, if in anything ye be otherwise minded. In other words, if you tripping. I can say it like that. If you otherwise, but God will reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, Whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Hallelujah. You know, we got to make up in our mind. We got to know, first of all, that we have an adversary that hates us. Amen. I, I, I like to say that. I like to tell us that all the time because it's so true. He hates you because you have an opportunity that he no longer has. 
Amen. Him and, and, and a third of the heavenly hosts that were cast down, they will never have the opportunity to enter into eternity. They blew it. They blew it. They were there and they, they you know, they, they, they just decided we wanted to exalt ourselves above God and, you know, but, but they'll never have that opportunity. So what they do, you know, is, is they, they play some of this lifetime stuff. You know, from I know some of y'all watch Lifetime, right? They act like they like you. But all the while, they're setting you up for the fall. All the while, they're setting you up to take you out. All the while, and they don't have your good at heart. And they don't mind hooking you up if they know it's going to get you off track, if it's going to get your focus where it don't need to be. So we got to make up our mind, amen. That passage, I'm going to read that passage in the, in the Message Bible, amen, because it, you know, it, it brings it even closer to home, amen, as we hear it. He said, if there be any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I want to do it. Anybody here with me? Amen, I hope so. He said, I'm not saying that I have, it, have all this together, I, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out. For Christ, who has so wondrously reached out to me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I have got my eye on the goal. Right? So I got my eye. I'm, I'm no expert, but I, I, I know where I focus at, right? Where God is beckoning us toward, I mean, onward to Christ. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything, say that with me, everything, everything. God has for us. Everything. Right? I mean, everything. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. Help us, Lord. <laughs> Clear up our eyes. Amen. He said, we'll see. I mean, you'll see it yet. Now that you're on the right track, let's stay on it. We on the right track, y'all. He said, don't, 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 don't get it twisted. The enemy is trying to get you off track. Amen. Remember, he, he said, I, I got to keep this body under control. Sometimes we, we give the devil more credit than he's due. Amen. Right? Amen. And we don't give God enough credit. Come on, Jesus. And we blame the devil for so many things. If he had a credit rating in a lot of our, he'd have an 850 credit score because we give him all the credit in the world. But you know, sometimes our problem is not the devil. A lot of times our problem is not the adversary. A lot of times our problem is this flesh. Is this body? A lot of times we struggling with it. You know. And who who was it? Let me see if I got anyone in the house I remember. Used to say, "The devil made me do it." <laughs> Flip Wilson. That was his. That was always his out. The devil made me do it. But no, it ain't always the devil. It wasn't always the devil. Sometimes it's your flesh overriding your will. Huh? You hear what I said? Your flesh overriding your will. 
because your will is do God's will, but your flesh, amen, it's of the earth. Remember the flesh, the body that God created was from ingredients of the earth, the dust. So it relates to all this stuff. But your spirit man is from above. You see, and it don't really relate to all this stuff, amen. So it's, the, it's that conflict that we're dealing with, amen. And if you let your flesh reign and rule, you won't finish well. No matter who you are, no matter how long you've been in church, amen. If you let this flesh rule and reign, you won't finish well. Huh? See, we are, we are on a course, amen. And we, if we would just remain steadfast, Amen. You know, we would be able to be a part of, you know, ultimately land smack dab in the middle of God's master plan for us to spend eternity with him. But it's going to take some concerted effort, amen, in this life. Because, you know how they say, what's the saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? <laughs> Is that where you're going with that, Pastor David? If your flesh is screaming louder than your spirit, man. Hmm? If, it, if, if it's getting all the attention, sooner or later, it's going to win. But you need to have your spirit, man, built up more and more and more. I got to keep building up my spirit, man, more and more and more. Amen. Because the devil don't play easy. Amen. And the flesh cannot be saved. Did y'all hear what I said? The flesh cannot be saved. I want that to sink in. Your flesh will never be saved. Never. That's why the scripture says no flesh and blood shall enter in. So if you living for this flesh, if you catering to this flesh, you catering to death. It's your spirit, man, that is there to help you. Now, let me, let me drop a nugget on you real quick. To save your soulish man. That's your intellect and your emotions and your feeling and all that. Amen. That's who you really are. Amen. There's that, that soulish man. Amen. So we got to get to that place, amen, to understand that if I got to crucify this flesh, why do you think Paul said, I keep my body under control, under subjection? Amen. Why? Because it wants to destroy you. Yeah. It wants my, this body wants to destroy me, amen. And we got to continue to fight every day. I don't care how long you've been saved, amen. You got to continue to have your mind made up every day. Just because I've been saved over 40 years, amen, and, and I ride up and down the road, I'm not blind. I remember when I, I was, we was in California, amen, in the heat, amen. We, I got saved, amen. I'm trying to change my ways. And, you know, you're riding down the road and you see these girls walking in hot pants and halter tops. You go, whoo. But you, you, you learn how to check yourself. Before what? Amen. Amen. So you had, to, you had to capture them thoughts, amen, real quick and say, God bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me right now. You got you to check and, and change your mind real quick because if you don't, the playground of the enemy will begin to, ooh, and, and you got to bring every thought the Bible told me. And that's how I learned. Bring every thought under the captivity of Christ. Crucify that thing. If it's not of God, 
If this flesh is saying, look, look, David, look, look, look. Uh-uh. I ain't no. Uh, I'm not no chump. I'm not going to be taken out like that. Not so. Amen. But see, and, and it's, a, it's a kind of just because I'm, I'm now Pastor David and Apostle David, I'm not blind. Can I just be real? I'm not blind. God did a good thing when he made woman. Right? But it's how you respond. How you control. How you, 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 you got to capture. You got to cut. You got to change. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. The more automatic it becomes. So now it's not as much of a struggle as it may used to be. And I'm not just talking to the men. Hello? Many the only one that look and go, mm, mm, mm. Huh? Many the only one that say, I got You need Jesus more than anything else. But we got to get to that place. We want to finish. We want to finish, and we want to finish well. We want to run this race, amen, so that when we get to the finish line, we do receive our prize. Amen. I'm not trying to get your prize, Right? I'm not trying to get somebody else. I just want to get what's mine. I, I, I just want to get what's, what's due me. So I just want to touch on a couple of past, couple more passages here, amen, to help us to see because if we finish well, amen, we're not doing it by ourselves. Man, we got help. And that's the thing that's encouraging, amen, because with all these things coming against us, amen, we, we definitely need some help, amen. You know, we, we need him, I mean, and I'm looking at how Jesus told him, amen, as he was sitting and he was feeding, I mean, talking, excuse me, to the Samaritan women while his disciples went to get food. And he was telling all about her life and, you know, how she'd had five husbands and all these things. When his disciples come back and they find him, you know, sitting and talking with her first, he's, they're amazed because why is he talking to this woman? And not only a woman, a Samaritan woman, who we usually don't have no dealings with. I mean, so they come, they're going to cut in and, and try to, you know, cut in the conversation. And they ask him a, a, a quick question, amen, whether he wants to eat. Trying to, trying to cut off the conversation. But look at Jesus' response to him in John 4, 34. He says, Jesus says unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He let them know right off the bat. Y'all worried about your belly. Y'all, y'all, y'all worried about who I'm talking to when I'm trying to give her the keys to the kingdom. And, and, and he let them know, you know, what is it? My meat. You know, he's clearly letting them know this is what sustains me. This is what I live for. Now, I, I, I must be about finishing the work that the Father has given me to do. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and Because that's why he was sent into the earth. Amen. And when he calls us and he told his disciples to go, amen, he gave us the same charge to go and to tell them, amen. And, and as we examine those words, amen, what is, what is it that sustains you? What is it that really sustains me? Is it the things of, the, of, of this world, amen? Or, or is it the, is it our relationship with God. What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, y'all think it now. Huh? 
Is it Christ? Is it, is it, is it living for him? Or is that just a, a sidebar? Is that just, you know, a part of everything else? I want us to really think about that. You know, what we're, what we're striving. What is it that, that, that stirs you up? Is it sports? I know we were talking about athletes. You're in a race. You, you're, you're, you're in a competition, spiritually, competing for your soul. And, and the, the, the real reality is that you're not competing with anybody else. Your competition, when it comes down to it, is with yourself. Because there's so many things that are competing for your attention and your commitment. Amen. So many things that are competing for your time, amen, and your loyalty. Amen. As we talked about the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance on, on last week, amen, we, we, we think about, you know, what it takes to really be committed to Christ. You know, and Deacon Juan blessed me on last week, amen. He came and he came, as I was getting ready to leave, he came over to me by the car. He said, I pledge allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said, amen. I said, well, let's let's work on that. I shared some of this on on Wednesday. You know, let's let's work on that, see if we can put together a pledge of allegiance for the Christians. (laughs) Amen. And this is what we came up with up up here on the screen, amen. Said, I pledge allegiance to my Lord. And Savior Jesus Christ, and to the kingdom over which he reigns, with all power, sovereignty, and authority, with justice and righteousness over all, forever and ever. Amen. That should be our pledge. Amen. Because I was talking to a couple of pastors, some pastors in here a couple of weeks ago, and one of them made a statement that kind of caught my attention. Because we were, we had a, a you know, a, a lady there, and she was talking to us about the upcoming National Day of Prayer and all that, and, and, and he made a comment that said, "When you got the flag and the cross in the same picture, that's a conflict." Hmm. Which one are you? Some of y'all never even thought about that, right? I mean, but which which one is your allegiance really to? Oh, it's quiet now. But I say, hmm. But you know, if I'm truly committed to Christ, if I'm truly committed to Christ, I can do everything I need to to be a good citizen too. He empowers me. And sometimes we, we, we see the conflict there, but there's no conflict because even in the scripture it tells us obey the laws of the land. He tells us to pray for those in authority. I mean, he, he don't leave out the, the natural authority, but he tells us how to respond and how to deal with the natural authority under his authority. So to me, there's no conflict. It's just understanding who's who. And, and if we understand who's who, Amen. Then we can put things in the proper order. Because he said it's better what to obey who? Than who? All right then. Y'all got it together. Y'all know. Amen. But I'm looking at amen because he said he wants to finish the race. Amen. And then in Acts, let's go to Acts 20 and 22. 
Amen. As he was nearing the end, this is what he was, he was telling them, amen. He said, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save the Holy Ghost, witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Woo. He said, the Holy Ghost already know me. Let me know there's trouble on every side. <laughs> Basically what he said. But none of these things move me. Now, if someone told you if you go to Bellingham, you're going you to run into some trouble. Amen. You, you, you might lose a few dollars. They may try to steal your car. They may try to, you know, get you to turn your heart from God. But what did, what did Paul say? None of these things move me. And why is he able to say that? Because of his commitment. And not only because of his commitment, but did y'all catch the first statement? I go in the spirit unto Jerusalem. He's not going of his own accord, of his own volition. He's on a mission. Amen. Amen. So, so we need to understand that. But he said, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. Wow. Let's think about that for a minute. Do you count your life dear to you? I knew you would say yes. But what Paul is trying to help them to see, he said, neither I count my life dear to myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, if I got to lay down my life to do it, that's what he's saying. You know, you know, because he, 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 they're letting him know. There's bonds, afflictions, trouble is going to be there, amen. If you go there preaching this gospel, if you go there lifting up the name of Jesus, he said, you know what, that's all right. That's all right. I'm not worried about this life. Because he understands two things. This life is short and eternity is long. And see, if I got to lay down my life, if I got to be rejected and ostracized and everything else for preaching the word of God, living the word of God, amen, that's okay. Because this is short-lived. You know, I was thinking about, you know, how, how that we, we struggle and we strive, amen, to achieve so much here. But the average lifespan is about, what, 80, 90 years old? If, if you, you, you make it that far? So every day we're getting close to the end of that. And we can see it. We look around us and we don't see too many people getting past 100. Right? I mean, that's empirical evidence that you too, me too, are going to die. That this is going to come to an end. So I got to set my sights. I got to set my hopes on something beyond this. Amen. And the gospel, amen, has given me that place I can set my sights. Did you know I can fight and I can strive and I can do everything to do everything I can, amen, to achieve everything I'm able in this life. But even then, when I hit about 70, 80, 90, this body is going to be diminishing. This body going to be tired. This body that was made to, to, to last, amen, until they decided to stay in sin, amen. And God said, my, I, I, my spirit won't always strive with man. Their days shall be 120. He, he, he cut it down. And you know and I know that at the maximum, if we do everything right in the miracle of medicine and all that, we might get to 120. 
But then you ain't doing much of nothing. Right? You're not really enjoying all you achieved that, that day. You know, I, my, my, my brother Aaron, man, he, he had this thing. He said, now, if you looked at a tape measure and you pull that tape measure out, amen, to let's say 100, 100 inches. And each one of them inches represent a year. And you, you can see where the, the 100 inches is. Where you at on the scale? Where you at on the scale? You, if, you, if you, at my age, you're you getting pretty close. Huh? Hey Amen. Maybe now you're still 10 years old. You still got, whoa, that 100 looked pretty good. Hey Amen. But if you, you, you pass 65, you, you know, that 100 is getting close pretty fast. We, we closing in. Huh? I mean, so if you want something that just represents something that you can see, just pull out a tape measure and see where you at. And even that hundred ain't guaranteed to none of us. Right? Something can take you out in a moment. So that's why it's so important to be ready when? Now. Right now. Right now, amen. We got to continue to make decisions every day. Decisions for life, amen. Not, not, not allowing ourselves, amen, to, to, to waver because the enemy wants you to waver. He wants us to, amen, to, to lose our focus, amen. He wants us to get to a place, amen, that, that now nah, I'm good. Yeah, for now. But think a little further down the line. John 12, 25, he says this. He that loveth his life. Because remember, he said, I count my life, what? He said, he that loveth his life. Now, this passage might seem a little strange, but let me finish. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. So what he's saying, if you love it, you're going to lose it. But if you hate it, you can keep it. Does that make sense? I mean, ain't, ain't that what it said? It said, and in, into eternal life. What he's really telling us is, if you put this life and make it more important than him, you're going to lose your life. But if you make him more important in your life, you'll save your life for eternity. Remember I told you, we was, we was designed. To, in the very next verse, in verse number 26, he says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, I like this part. You probably will too. Him will my father favor or honor. Honor. So what's honor? Honor is favor. What's your middle name? I have some people. I always tell Deacon, what's your middle name? Favor. Huh? So how many of us want God to honor us? He, he said, if we would put him first, amen. And, and then in Luke, I'm trying to finish up here, amen. You know, he takes it a little deeper. Now, this one here might shake some of y'all, amen, the way he puts it in Luke 14, 25. He said, and there went a great multitude with him, and he turned and said unto them, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yea, 
and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, when he's using the word hate, amen, he, he's, he's speaking metaphorically. Understand that he's not saying hate them like you can't stand them. But he's saying they got to come second. He said they got to come second. They got to be they got to be second to me. Uh, if, if you get that, if you're not willing to let them go and grab hold of me, if you're not willing to stand on my word, even when they want to do something different, if you're not willing to keep me number one, you can't be my disciple. And then he said, if you're not willing to carry your cross, now what does it mean when he says to carry your cross? He said, remember how he said, if you suffer with me, you should also reign with me. See, sometimes being a, a true Christian can be a suffering way. It can be hard. It can be difficult. Amen. You know, and, and you got to keep on, which seems like, why, 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 why? You got to keep on humbling yourself yeah. instead of exalting yourself, humbling yourself in the eyes of man so that God can get the glory. So that God, and that's why he said, if you're willing to suffer wrong for righteousness sake, it takes humility to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Especially when you know you're right and they're doing you wrong. But if you open your mouth, you can blow your witness. Open your mouth, your flesh shows up. Open your mouth, amen, and God don't get the glory. So we got to humble ourselves. Oh, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. He's there to help us in all this. I want, I want, you, I want you to know that, amen. He, he's here to help us, amen, if we would just continue. Amen, look at Philippians 1 and 6. I don't want to leave you hanging. I got to do this all by myself. No. He said, being confident of this very thing. And I love this passage. because You know, this is one of my favorite passages because you know, sometimes I got to stop and tell myself that. He said, be confident of this very thing, confident, that he which began, begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. See, 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 you didn't start this by yourself. Because the Bible tells us that no man comes to Christ except he draws. And if you would just yield, huh? if you would just allow him to, he started it and he'll finish it. See, so it's not just up to you on your own to finish well. See, the only way you can mess up finishing well is by pushing back on him. That's the only way you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna mess it up. If you just, yes, Lord. Mm. And, and Psalms 38 and 80 says this, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. What did he say? He said he will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O God, endureth forever. Forsake not the work of thine own hands, which is me. He said he's able to perfect it if you would just let him. If you would just surrender to him. If, 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 if I would just say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Mm. <laughs> He's able to do all things, amen, if we just let him. 
this last passage, and then we're going to stand. We got all the way down to the book of, of Jude, verse 24 and 25. Now unto him, it's a salutation, but he's saying some good things in this salutation. Because he said, unto him that is able to keep you from what? Let's, let's think about that. Unto him that is able to keep you from falling. If you just surrender to him, if you just yield to him, he can keep you from falling. Amen. He said, keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Huh. To the only wise God and Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. All these things, when you run in this race, you, you got to put forth some effort. Yes. You got to participate and cooperate and <laughs> listen. <laughs> Follow his ways, amen. And if we do that, he said he's able to keep us from falling and to present us. Well, how? Beat up, toe up, bruised up? No. He said faultless. Faultless. And if we look around the room, we look in the mirror, we don't see faultless yet. Right? So he's working on it still. Because then the day come, he's going to be able to present you and me faultless if I just continue to yield to God. If you just continue to yield to him, faultless. And, and, and I want to say this as you stand, that faultless in your eyes is different from faultless in God's eyes. So it's not according to your measure, but it's according to his. Because he knows and he sees all things. So your relationship, your walk, your race is, oh goodness. Okay, Holy Spirit. He just dropped this on me. He said your race, your experience is personal, but it's not private. Whoo. What did he say? It's personal, but it's not private. Because there's people looking to you and watching me. How we do this thing. And we can either encourage them by our actions. Amen. Encourage them by our stance. Or we can be their stumbling block. We can be their rock of offense. Because it's not private. This thing wasn't done in the corner. So how we walk it out, how we talk it out, how we live it out, is open for everybody to see. I want us to think about that. Because Christ is helping us. Amen. And that's where in the, those personal places, you know, he'll, he'll speak to you. He'll tell you, you need to check this. You need to change that. You need to add something over here. Amen. And, and see, that's the, that, that personal place where he knows where you really are. See, because sometimes what people see ain't always it either. But we have to be conscious. You know, sometimes I, you know, I, I've heard people say over the years, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I've never heard Christ say he don't care. Never. He cares. 
That's why he lived the life that he did. To be an example to us. To, to show them that they could do it. Just telling them wasn't going to just do it, but to show them that they could do it. So if you're here this morning, amen, and, and you want to get in that place with God, huh, you want to establish your race or reestablish your, your, your race, I invite you to come to the altar this morning. Hallelujah. Like I said, he knows and he sees. You know, we, we want to run a race that, that gives him the glory. Amen. And it lands us where it is that he desires for us to be in right relationship with him. That's what he's doing. So, if there's anybody else, as we get ready to pray, hallelujah. Every day, you know, it's, it, when you get up in the morning, it's, it's like getting in them starting blocks all over again. Right? And, and, and what do they say? On your mark? That means you're where you're supposed to be. Get set. Get in your position to take off running. And they don't say go no more. They got to start a pistol. And when you hear that, you're gone. In your lane. Not looking back. But your eye set on the finish line. That's what he wants for us each and every day. Each and every day. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now, God, for the strength that you give us to rise up in the morning, God. We thank you. We don't take it for granted, Lord. Lord, and you know what each day holds, Lord, even though we don't. Lord, we may have plans and purposes, Lord. But you are the only one that really knows. So as we go through our day, we ask you, God, to continue to order our steps and direct our course. Because you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I believe if we, if we follow your orders, we won't fall. But when we do, Lord, you, say, you let us know we can get back up. And Lord, I, I pray over our brother Corey here, God. Lord, that you would meet him right where he's at, Lord. As he's running his race before you, God, set his eye on the prize. Help him to continue to press toward the mark, press toward the higher calling in you, God. Lord, as you lead and guide and direct him, God, we cancel the lies of the enemy. Lord, every distraction, Lord, every stumbling block that the enemy is trying to put before him, let him clearly see it and know with your help he can overcome every obstacle. He can avoid every stumbling block. Lord, and use them as stepping stones to go higher in you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this young man, God. Continue, Lord, to season his heart, his heart and his spirit with your word, God, with your will and your ways as he rises up more and more. We give you praise right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray, God, for each of us. Lord, as we, we meditate upon your spirit, upon your word, upon your presence, God, as we think, hallelujah, about how we live our individual lives each and every day, let us take inventory. Help us to take inventory, God, to, 
to, to, to take a time of introspection, God, to see where we are and what we're doing. And hallelujah, how much of our living, Lord, that you would celebrate. Help us, Lord. And Father, we call upon you right now because your word tells us, Lord, that, that you are able to finish that that you started. Hallelujah. It, it lets us know, God, that you're able to present us faultless. So help me to get out of your way. Lord, so you can do what it is that only you can do. Because I can't make myself faultless. I can't finish what you've started. It's going to take my cooperation, my yieldedness, and my, my, my willingness to follow your instructions to follow your will, your spirit, and your way, God. So as we come to a close in this time, in this service, Lord, we ask you right now to speak to our hearts. Let your spirit have its way in each one of us, Father. As we run our race, let us do it with, with all the strength, as your word says, with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our might. Hallelujah. Help us to keep our eye on the finish line, God. Not to be distracted by the things of this world, God. Not to be distracted, Lord, by the pull and the struggles of our own flesh, God. But that we would keep our eye on the spiritual prize that gets us far beyond anything that we can attain in this world, in this life. So we thank you, Father, and we praise you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Keep us in prayer, amen, as I turn it over. Amen. And I just want to remind our leaders that we will be meeting next Sunday. Amen. After service.